It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome back. Final segment of the program today, and we are continuing uh, what we're calling Vaccine Watch. Uh, We've been at it now for a couple of weeks, keeping an eye on the developments regarding the vaccine and its distribution. We spoke to various county health departments last week, uh, and this week we have shifted our attention to the schools. Conversations uh, earlier today and this week with the various school districts. And uh, what I've been doing to wrap up each day's program, been setting aside a little bit of time to see what's actually happening inside the schools themselves uh, amongst the teachers and school staff who are charged with educating our youngsters uh, going into that situation every day, working on the front lines of education. The the, the big news uh, for teachers uh, earlier this year was that it had been negotiated uh, for teachers and school staff to be uh, reprioritized, putting them in the first batch of Utahns to be eligible to receive uh, the vaccine. And for many, that has been a wonderful, wonderful thing. In fact, all I've spoken to, every teacher and school staff member I've had occasion to speak with has told me uh, nothing but positive things, that it gives them uh, a confidence and that there is uh, a new attitude they bring into the classroom. Now, the CDC, it's expected, will likely in the next few days come out with some uh, information saying, hey, you know, you guys can all go back to school and, and not really worry about the vaccine. Uh, our, our numbers show that uh, everything is all well and good if you uh, practice good hygiene and distancing and mask wearing. And that may very well be true. Uh, but peace of mind is not something that can be quantified. And peace of mind is something that is very valuable. And at least in my humble opinion, uh, knowing that the individual charged with uh, inspiring the mind of my youngster, if they themselves uh, have a peace to their own mind and a confidence and a comfort in their job, well, then, uh, shoot, maybe it's all right uh, that we go ahead and move that prioritization. Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's get to uh, my honored guest, uh, a teacher in the Summit County School District. Mike Gowans joins me. Uh, Mr. Gowans, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well. T- tell me about yourself. Where, where do you teach? What do you teach? And how long have you been at it? Well, I actually teach in the Alpine School District. Oh, I, my, my apologies. <laughs> I teach at Westlake High School, and I teach uh, uh, agricultural education, uh, animal science, plant science, floral design, all those good things. W- what does that entail? W- what's a class like for you, typically? Uh, well... We learn about all different types of animals. We we have a school farm as well that we can do some hands-on things. Um, as far as uh, the plant science end, we have greenhouses that we um, raise plants in and, and uh, for Christmas and also bedding plants for spring. And then we teach a floral design class as well uh, to teach students how to uh, arrange flowers and and be part of that industry Uh, that's pretty cool and what ages do you find yourself teaching Um, I teach uh, students anywhere from 10th grade to 12th so 15 to 18 I see uh, and now, listen, I, I'm going to ask you a, a personal question here. Decline to answer if you'd like, because it's a, you know, a medical question. H- have you received the, the vaccine yet, sir? 
I have received my first shot of the vaccine um, about three weeks ago, four, maybe four weeks ago, and I'm scheduled on Saturday to get my second shot. What has that done to, to your mentality as you have gone back into the classroom after receiving uh, the first dose, which gives a, you know, a certain measure of protection after a few days, and then uh, you know, thinking ahead to uh, next week when you go back after receiving the second dose? Well, it gave me a, a sense of security uh, to be in my classroom around the students. I, I was really not that nervous about being around the students because I work with students all year long. But um, to be in, in close quarters uh, with the students, you always have that a little bit of anxiety with this pandemic. And to get that first shot brought a, a sense of calmness uh, to me. And to many of the teachers that I've spoke with, I'm also the AEA president, uh, the education president for Alpine School District. How has the how has that attitude been, you know, across the other teachers and school staff? Uh, you know, you, you have your experience. What, what has been there as, if, as you've you know, spoken uh, with other teachers and gathered attitudes from them? Um, as I as I visited with other teachers across the district and everything, I'm getting that same mentality that they they feel more comfortable in their room they're a little bit more calmer about this of course you know you could the vaccine is never a hundred percent but just that sense of security that that of 95 percent is uh giving teachers the ability to to get back in the classroom and and real feel, really feel comfortable with their students. I, I can only speculate, not being a teacher myself, but you may have heard in my introduction my uh, speculation that the the peace of mind and the security, as you phrased it, uh, must lead to uh, like a better teaching experience. You you I, I presume uh, you feel the quality of the education received by the students ha- can only be improved by this movie. Do, do you agree with that? I I absolutely agree with that. Uh, you know, as we've gone through the pandemic and and restarted school in Alpine School District, our students are uh, they're begging for for the instruction and for the one-on-one with their teachers and and to be able to learn. And we've wanted to do that as teachers. We miss our students. We want we've always wanted them back in the room and to be able to hands-on and to, to be able to explain things and, and sit with them and teach them, it's brought not only uh, joy for the teachers to be back in the classroom, but also for the students. I've asked this question of many other educators, and, and all the answers are, are different. I'll put the same question to you, and it has to do with the future of the students who have, for this past year, endured uh, the educational environment in such a different way. Uh, will will they will they be forever ever stunted by this, or will they you know exercise a certain measure of resilience and overcome it and look at it just as uh, as an interesting unique chapter of life? Are, are they missing out on things uh, right now, or have they missed out on things and experienced anxiety so profound that uh, that that'll stay with them? I think the biggest thing that our students have missed out on is the ability to be with their peers. Uh, the ability to work together, uh, co- friendly competitions. Um, I, of course, uh, my my classes are CTE classes, and I and I'm the FFA advisor. And so, being able to get students together to compete together and to enjoy each other's company and 
to have that competitive attitude, I think that's the thing that students are are missing. And, you know, I, I don't think they'll be damaged too much from it, but there might be a little bit of a setback a little bit because that socialism or, or not socialism, right. that social attitude that they get and that the ability to um, converse with each other, that's set back a little bit. Sure. You know, I, I yeah. see students all the time that they don't know if they really ought to start talking to a student because of the pandemic, because Gons, of what. I, I hate to I hate to interrupt you, but uh, but our time has expired. I, I am so grateful to you uh, for sharing this time with me and the teaching that you are doing, uh, and in particular, being an advisor on FFA. That's an outstanding program, and congratulations to you, and thank you to you, uh, you. for uh, for that. Uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of Live Mike. Tomorrow, we'll bring you the arguments presented by the defense attorneys for President Donald Trump as the second impeachment trial against Donald Trump. Uh, it winds its way towards a conclusion. Next up here is Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.